Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Now, now we're ready. Welcome to Talking Tofu, the podcast about the vegan snacks that touch our lives. I'm David Streepy. I'm Becky Streepy. This week on the show, we're talking about brunch at LA's All Day Vegan Cafe and Morningstar Breakfast Bites. We're also trying Bubby's Plant Based Strawberry Mochi. Why do you get to do it, but then I don't get to do it? I took your note from last week and did it. I oh, did your note. Okay. I thought you'd be happy. I took your note. I you was could like, have handed it to me to have the first lap well, of you, it. You start. You could have said before I started, hey, I'd like to start. We're going to do the thing where, and you just keep. I remember. Just freeballed it. I remembered halfway through your intro that, that. Wow. But I did it. I picked up the ball and I ran. You didn't think whether maybe somebody deserved to run with the ball first. To Welcome play the game to that t- they had come up with. Talking to. Dave, how you doing? Thanks for asking, Becky. I'm good. Yeah? Sure. Yeah. Great weather. Oh, yeah. It's Memorial Day weekend. Incredible. Memorial Day in the A. Heck yeah. Temperatures low. 60s, 70s. A little bit 80s. Gorgeous. Went to the dog park twice this weekend. Got in the yard this weekend. Went on some runs this weekend. Uh, but really, you know, what, what I think we should talk about, and you're not going to be happy about this I'm, because I'm not, wh- what I'm, I'm saying I'm not sorry. Should- I should have inflected that properly. I didn't lights, camera, action. It's talking to you. That's right. It's, uh, the, the long dormant talking to you segment. It has been a minute. It has been. So we, where do I start? <laughs> where to start? We've been watching a lot of movies lately. That's why I said you were going to like it, because you don't like to watch movies, and it shows. <laughs> but do you want to take this opportunity to talk about why you, don't wanna like, why you don't like to watch movies? No, we all know. We all know what I don't like. Not even at home, though, is the frustrating part. Yeah. Not even, you have all the control... That you bemoan about movies in the th- not having during movies in the theater. It's the t- 
It's the time. Sorry, what? It's the time commitment. The time commitment to a story tightly told. So you'll watch 15 hours <laughs> of a series that takes 15 hours to tell its story. Mm-hmm. But the second that something crosses the one hour mark <laughs> and will finish its story in less than an hour from that point, you're out. Yeah. You're like, I'm done. I don't. But 15 hours, though. Toeheads, I'm surely not alone on this. Someone, someone help. Someone come to my defense. It makes Dave so upset. I, it doesn't make any sense. First of all, I think you have a stigma in your head of like movie equals theater. And then you react to a theater experience, even though you're not having one. Maybe. Because when you, here's the thing, here's the thing. <laughs> when you watch a movie, you enjoy the story of the movie and you frequently say, I'm glad we watched that. It's true. And then when I bring up another movie, you're like, Ugh, you fall all over. I know. I don't know what it is that's stuck in my head, but there it is. I think it's what I said. Okay. I think it's the thing I said. Okay. Well, we've been watching a lot of movies lately. Some of them have just been the, the child and I, and some of them we've engaged you on as well. Yes. And it's my discretion whether or not to bring you in. For example... We started the Fast and Furious franchise because Mm -hmm. the new Fast and Furious movie came out. You are welcome to watch it with us, but I don't want to go through the trauma (laughs) of suggesting it and having you sound the snoot alarm and poo-poo it. So you got to pass on Fast and Furious. Probably the right move, but we watched it this weekend. (laughs) Not appropriate. The first one is not. I've been told that it ages with the actors. And becomes more kid friendly <laughs> as the series ages, but the first one, a lot of slurs, yeah, a lot Ooh. of yeah, yeah. Oh boy! Well, they're tough. They're yeah. tough. And some would argue you don't need to use slurs to be tough, and I would agree with that. But they're trying to project toughness in the movie, and that in two thousand was how their little brains did it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. But the one I did bring you in on was the Mission Impossible series. Yeah, we watched the Mission Impossible series. We have not watched the... We have not, quote, watched the Mission Impossible series. There's are, more of them? There, we've watched three of them. There's six of them, and the seventh is coming out in about? July, and <laughs> the child and I are trying to get ready to go see the seventh one when it comes out in theaters. We missed the boat, no pun intended, with Fast and Furious, because Fast X came out, which is 10. Mm-hmm. We're not going to watch nine... Fast movies before 10 leaves theaters. No, that's a so lot. We made, so we made a decision <laughs> okay. that we're going to do Mission Impossible, and that way we'll be able to do it in time. I think I love that journey for you guys. You came into this yeah, kicking, <laughs> not screaming, but kicking. Made clear you would welcome other pitches for things to do. Mm-hmm. But we watched it. Yeah, we did. We watched the first three. Not all the Mission Impossibles. We watched the first three. <laughs> Sorry, listener. I thought I thought they'd really tied it up with and a I, bow. You knew that there were more than that. You knew, you, on the little tile, there's a whole bunch more Mission Impossible movies. And you're in the room when we picked the movie. Oh. You knew there were more than that. I'm going to bust you a little bit. You're doing a little bit of a bit. <laughs> I think he's doing a little bit of a bit, everybody. What did you think of the first Mission Impossible movie? I thought Tom Cruise's hair in the first Mission Impossible movie was luxurious. 19, wait. I no, don't, that's I think the second it, that's one. Right. <gasps> okay. The first one. Is that the one where he hangs on the, over the white room? As we've seen in Mission Impossible 3, 
he hangs multiple times. Right, but that's the first. That's the original <laughs> hang. The original yes. hang. Yes, that is the iconic hanging down over an inch above the ground scene, and then his sweat drops. And he catches and it's gonna it. It's going to set it up, and he catches it in his hand. That's yes. pretty cool. So yes. I thought it was very tense. Yeah. I had a little trouble with the tension. I don't, Did the suspense, you? yes, it was stressing me out. And I had to keep like re- reminding myself, like, it's just a movie, it doesn't matter. They're, they're all fine. Yeah. I was getting really stressed out. So you were kind of a train coming at the screen, train coming towards the camera. Yeah, I ran away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what did okay. you think of the first one? I'm glad you asked. Thanks. You're welcome. I'm more interested in your take, though, but I'm glad you asked. Because that's, that's my full take. I like to, I like for you to, <laughs> to throw it up in the air so I can swat it away. <laughs> that is our dynamic. Yeah. yeah. Look, I liked the first one. I saw it in the theater. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to like it. I really liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. A little by the numbers. Mm-hmm. It's what you would later, in retrospect, what you come to expect from that franchise. What when you're watching the show, you're coming to expect from that franchise. You got gadgets. You got intrigue. You got switcheroos. You got masks. You got a lot of masks. There are masks in the first one? Yes. Okay. The second they dress it. Spoiler alert for Mission Impossible 1, guys. Also, it's like 28-year-old movie. <laughs> That's the... He's in the train car. Yeah. John Voight is in the train car. And they come up. His wife comes up and she's like, don't kill Ethan. He's not worth it. We can run away together and have all the money. And then John Voight stands up. Oh, yeah. And pulls his mask off and he's Ethan. That's right. That's a lot right. of masks. Anyway. What? Okay, but which is the one that's all masks? That's the second one. The one that's all masks. It's just mask after mask. Everybody's wearing a mask. Nobody is who they are. Well, okay, that's all of them. Okay. They're all very mask heavy. That's not the only mask in Mission Impossible 1. Oh. So Mission Impossible... All right. So what did you think? You liked Mission Impossible 1. I enjoyed it. I feel like the mask device is used so much that it feels a bit lazy to me. Like, how are they going to get out of this one? Ah, it's not really him. That's what it'll be. And yet. And yet. You are fooled by the mask every <laughs> single time. I don't know. But at also, fo- every no, half the time now we're like, oh, it's just a mask. And now they play on that. Now they're like, you think this is going to be a mask, but it's not. I'm just saying, it's okay to feel silly about being fooled so many times by the mask. <laughs> but that's what makes them so good at fooling us with the mask. Yeah. Is that we're like, oh, of course it's a mask. You've done it so many times. And yet I walked into this not expecting it to be a mask. You got me again. Yeah. What did you think of the second one? The second one was really bad. The second one was the one with the hair with the luxurious (sighs) locks. He had long hair. He was climbing on a mountain. And then somebody sent him sunglasses. I guess he had the sunglasses. I don't know. He got his secret agent mission while he was like, free-handing his way up some mountains, like dangling around and jumping from handhold to handhold. And he had long hair. He didn't have the long hair the whole movie, though. He didn't? I don't think so. I think once he was spying... I I think he, he styled he it, but it was still long. I feel like he did... There was some gel action, but it was still long. Okay. This is... Hair was, aside, what did you think of Mission Impossible 2? That was a mess. A lot of did masks. You think was, uh, messy masks. Okay. Oh. I, I, it's valid to feel that way, but I think truthfully, mm-hmm. 
But here's the masks aside. Masks aside, hair aside. Because the masks don't make the mess. No. I mean, they make the mess. So here's the thing about the masks. They rip them off. You can't use the mask again. Mm-hmm. Because you've torn it. Yeah, it's done. These things cost like millions of dollars to make. Uh, they must. Well, we we'll see. see. Hold on. Oh, J. Abrams tells us how in 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 part J. three. Abrams. Yes. <laughs> but the second one just hasn't like it's wandering all over the place. Yeah, I don't remember that one that well. It's, I feel like I was in and out during that one. It's just got its hands in its pockets. Yeah. It's just walking through the park, not on the sidewalk, just walking from direction to direction. It's like there's a virus. Somebody wants the virus because oh, they yeah, want to sell virus. it. Or no, they want to they cause an outbreak so that they can sell the vaccine to the virus. Yeah. Somebody, the leading lady, injects herself with the virus. Don't know why. And then she's a ticking time bomb. Or no, like she's, you have X amount of time to save her. It's just a mess. But it ends with a really satisfying action piece. But that's not what I'm here for with Mission Impossible. If you had asked me before Mission Impossible 1 what I thought Mission Impossible was, I would have described Mission Impossible 2. I would have been like, it's just some spy stuff. And then there's explosions. Mm-hmm. It shows you how good the first one is. Yeah. How bad the second one is. So then let's talk about the third one. Now, the third one, J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. J.J. It's J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. Yes. It's 2006. So this is J.J. Abrams post-alias. Okay. Post-lost. Mid-lost. No, pre-lost. Okay. When did Lost start? 2008? 2007? Lost to Jason. 2005. No. You sure? I. All right. It started before we were married. Okay. Because we. Don't dox us watched the one the pilot before we went to paris but we went to london after we went to paris and i think we saw it before we went to london oh maybe that's it yeah maybe that's it i remember we were about to get on a big flight and i was like i can't believe this is what we're choosing to watch right before bed (laughs) i love lost i'll die on that hill but so this is this is jj abrams like peak jj abrams yes for sure alias spy big old check Mm-hmm. Lost mystery, big old check, and then they're like, "Hey, speaking of checks, here's a blank check to make another Mission Impossible movie." Yeah, been a while since Mission Impossible two. This shot in the arm for the franchise. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was the best one I've seen yet. It was very fun. Yeah, this was the most fun. A lot of masks, but at least they explain where they're getting all of these masks at the last second. They're making them. They're making. They're them. making them on the fly. They have a little. 3D printer thing that prints them up masks. A little mask maker. Yeah. So I liked the, that part of it. I feel like that was a fun little detail. It felt very J.J. Abramsy. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Felt very rabbit's foot. Very J.J. Abramsy. It was a fun ride. Philip I, Seymour Hoffman. Come on. Yeah. Best bad guy. Amazing bad guy. Yeah. One of my favorite movie bad guys, I think. Yeah. I Are we agreeing? I love, I enjoy Philip Seymour Hoffman. But did you love Mission Impossible 3? I was going to say Philip Seymour Hoffman. Then I dialed it back because I don't think I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. But I enjoy him I in love a movie. What's <laughs> not to love? I don't know. Plutarch? In the Hunger Games? <laughs> Bran? He's great. Show me a bad role. Oh, Bran. Gosh. Right. What a callback. Yeah. Wow. So, but did you love Mission Impossible 3? We can set PSH aside. I didn't even watch the end of it. 
Yeah, I know you did get up halfway through and leave. Did I? Yeah, I went skating. No, you went to work. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You were one room over. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I Which was, I, I came in here and I was working. That's yeah, right. that's right. I give. Yeah. Yeah. Some notes about that. <laughs> You're watching a movie. I had work to do. You could have waited 45 minutes. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> but it was enjoyable. It's weird for you to sing the praises of it and then be like, but I also didn't watch the the conclusive half of it. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed what I watched. Oh. It was a fun ride. I watched one episode's worth. <sighs> I forgot that that happened until just now. <laughs> now you're so mad at me. I, I, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. And it's, I'm enjoying, I'm really enjoying this movie franchise and watching this and seeing it through a child's eyes and talking about all the stuff. And J.J. Abrams, who I thought you liked. I do. Only half. I enjoy dropping in and out of this journey. I need you to see full <laughs> episodes or full storylines of what we watched together. <laughs> I, we went to the dog park later in the day and I just told you all of the other stuff that happened in the movies. Was that as good as the first half of the movie? And don't say yes to sound clever. <laughs> no. It's not as good. No, but it did happen at the dog park, so. I'm really frustrated. I know. Lights. Camera. Action. It's talking Toe View. Also, Succession finale aired this weekend. It sure did. Big deal. Big deal. What a run. Whew. What a run. Wah. Chest kiss. Jaw on the floor. To that show. That was good. To that show. Great job. Yeah, that's all. This is a little bit of spillover mm-hmm. from Talking Toe Views. Yeah. How are you doing with not skating related? I know. I know. <laughs> what did I do that's not? Oh, well, let's continue the spillover. Uh my good friend Liz uh-huh. came over last weekend yeah. and we watched uh, the last two episodes of Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story. So, okay. Can you explain? Can you give me an analog mm-hmm. to how the Queen Charlotte series relates to the Bridgerton series? It's a prequel. So Queen Charlotte started Bridgerton. Queen Charlotte is the queen in Bridgerton, and this is like her origin story, the queen. Is she the queen of Bridgerton? No, Bridgerton is like one family. Okay. I know nothing about this show. Okay, All well, I know is that it's raunchy. It's not as raunchy as you That's would think. That's the one thing I know about Queen Charlotte as well, because you're disappointed that it wasn't as raunchy. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I'll, I mean, I took detailed notes, but I'm not going to show I don't them. want your detailed notes. I want you to top anyway, line... The point is, we ordered Thai food. You're going to leave me hanging? Okay, what me the I top line about what Bridgerton is? Queen Charlotte yeah. is the queen of the town She's that the- Bridgerton family lives in. And she- this story is about her life before the Bridgerton family rose to power. She's the queen of England. Okay. King George, Queen Charlotte. Okay. King and queen of England. Okay. There is- Where Bridgerton lives. Where the Bridgerton family, along with many other like noble families, live, but the Bridgertons were the family that the series, okay, the the main series is about. Why is it called? That's okay. Why is it called Bridgerton and not the Bridgertons? I that's I think they call their house Bridgerton. They should have called it House Bridgerton. Then that's fun. That's Game of Thronesy. Okay, so they're in London. 
They're on the ton, which I don't understand what that is. I think it's like the countryside, the English countryside. So the queen's not always there. Okay. She comes and goes. In Bridgerton, she comes and goes. Yeah. So, um, but I think that she has a house there and she stays there a lot. I'm not 100% okay. on the geography of Bridgerton. These rich people have more than one house. Yeah. And yeah. they're all castles. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about her origin story. And then there are some like, so it's mostly prequel stuff. And then every once in a while, it'll flash to present day, like Bridgerton present day, uh-huh. um, which is kind of fun. Okay. So it's like, a, it's like ties her backstory into what's going on currently in Bridgerton. Okay. It's fun. It's fun and good. I enjoyed it very much. Is she a primary character in Bridgerton? Yeah. Okay. She's in it a lot. So this would be She's like... She's the one that wears... If you ever see people who are dressed for Bridgerton and they're wearing like the most massive, tallest wig, that she has the like biggest wigs. So is Queen... You are so ready to not talk about this anymore. <laughs> I'm having trouble. I'm but sorry. I'm, I'm doing I'm sorry. great. I'm, I'm doing... sorry I'm trying to stretch our format a little bit. <laughs> uh, I just challenged both of us. Like I came in with a Tony segment like right off the bat because I was like, let's disrupt. I'm a disruptor. I don't know if you knew that about me. And then I was like, I'm going to disrupt my wife right now. She doesn't know it's coming. And I disrupted you. And you did great. Thanks. But now you're very upset with me for doing it. Or I your feel face like, reads that way. I feel like I'm floundering. Toeheads, you're am I floundering? Great. No, she's doing great. Don't even get at her. Don't even engage with us, guys. And this is general. Like, in general. <laughs> no need to engage. No. And it's also retroactive. So that's why you haven't engaged up to this point. Toeheads don't listen to Dave. You can slide into our DMs, Talking Tofu on Twitter or Talking Tofu Pod on Instagram. I read and respond to everyone. So do you think that Queen Charlotte is as good, not as good, better than Bridgerton? I enjoyed it just as much. I felt okay. like it had a lot of depth that really gets into like mental health stuff in a way that's very interesting mm-hmm. and like medium historical not totally obviously but um yeah from what i know of bridgerton i'll be honest mm-hmm. the lack of raunchiness would be a problem for me i'm not saying i wouldn't get over it i'm not yeah. saying i wouldn't find beauty in what it was but the the drop off in raunchiness seems to be at the at the time seemed to be your headline well it's is there any raunchiness? Yeah, there's some, but is it's it, not nearly like um, it, <laughs> like season one. Season two, there was a sharp drop as well. Okay, is it as hot, less hot, or hotter than Bridgerton? <laughs> it's pretty hot. The raunchy moment, and the costumes are beautiful, and I think the storyline is really good and sweet. Okay, is and that true in Bridgerton? Sometimes hard to watch. Yeah, has a lot of heart. Okay, maybe I'll watch it. You should. I Maybe think you really like it. Are we still in talking toe views? Mm, we're we're out, but we're not out. Do you want to okay. play us out again, or should we just start talking about the all day vegan cafe? You bet I do. Hell yeah! Yeah. So this was six months ago. It was not six months we, ago. It was like a month ago. When we went to LA. Mm-hmm. A month and a half ago. Yeah, but the whole point was to eat a bunch of stuff so we would have a list. This is the last item on our LA list for the oh. for the pod. On right. my LA list, unless All you right. have right. other stuff. Well, you know, it, it doesn't really play well for us to talk about somewhere that one of us went. We've seen. We've seen in previous episodes that doesn't <laughs> go well. Yeah. So this might be the last West Coast 
update. We'll see. TBD. So here, can I set this up? Sure. So we, we took we took a lift. We arrived at the place, at the address. The address that was given to us from the website. Yes. We got out and we were like, where is this place? We were standing in front of a, a small plaza, like a shopping center kind of plaza. And uh, but there was no all day vegan cafe that but there was a sandwich board that said all day vegan cafe is this way. But when you look this way, all you see is a chicken restaurant on what the was left. It called? Mother Cluckers? Mother Cluckers. Yeah. And then on the right, it was like some other cafe that was clearly not. Uh-huh. And so fancy. It was the yeah, it was like really fancy yeah. and definitely not a greasy spoon breakfast place, which is what we were looking for. Yeah. So we were wandering around. There's kind of like a walkway between the two places. So we walked down the walkway and we were kind of looking. And then a woman behind a counter. While we were doing this, yeah. somebody is trying to get our attention. Oh, yeah. Out of the corner of our eyes. And I'm intentionally avoiding it. Yes. And she uh, she flags us down. and so And we walk into the chicken place. And she says... Are you looking for all day vegan cafe? <laughs> and we say, yes. Is it around the corner? And she said, you found it. <laughs> it's inside the chicken place. Yes. They share a kitchen. Yes. Uh, the signage could be better. I understand about having to share space because especially in a place like LA where rents are high, but your signage, guys, yeah, work on very, it. Very chickeny, but... Like they could have painted the other half of that place to look different or something. I don't know. Better but, signage. I mean, they just share a kitchen. It's not like one side is one and the other side's the other, I don't think. But all the branding on the whole place right. was for this right. mother cluckers. But I'm saying, like there wasn't an all-day vegan cafe section of the restaurant. Oh, You're yeah. You're suggesting that they make one and then clearly separate the two. Or, yeah, just something, more signs. I will say, that's where the awkwardness ended. Yeah, agreed. Once we got through that little membrane, it was the most delightful brunch I've had in a long time. What a joy. Yes. Just an absolute treat. The woman who flagged us down is named Carla. Carla rules. Carla absolutely rules. rules. Yeah. Rules. Sometimes there's not a better word. She does. She rules. She told us that because they're inside a chicken place, sometimes vegans are mean to her and say that the stuff's not really vegan. And um, hey, they're lost. Be nice to Carla. They're lost. Carla rules. Carla rules. Carla gave us so many suggestions. Oh, so good. She even had them kitchen split our sandwiches so that we could easily share and try everything for you, the toeheads. She even gave you a free lemonade. Yes, she did. And you would not figure out what was going on. <laughs> I could not get it. You like audibly we're like i i didn't order this i'm not ordering a lemonade and she's like it's fine she's looking at you in the eye saying it's fine like, but but i i don't know why this isn't I, my i couldn't wrap my head around being hooked up with a lemonade it was so bizarre yeah maybe it's because i hadn't yet eaten my vc griddle sandwich yeah vic griddle you can Vic Griddle. It's their play on the Mick Griddle. <gasps> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that the lemonade was free, right? <laughs> that she gave you? Yes. Yeah, we got the Vic Griddle sandwich. 
We got, what else did we get? Bacon, egg, and cheese with avocado. It had red pepper sauce and ketchup. That's right. We also got the mac and cheese. We also got the mac and cheese because it was like noon. And who's going to turn down a bowl of vegan mac and cheese? I should have because this was way too much food. But oh, I got to say, good. this Vic Griddle, it's their most popular item. It is pancakes. It is cheese. It is sausage. Egg. It is it egg? Yeah, it was it was sausage, egg, and cheese. I'm looking at a video that I took of it right now. Between right. two pancakes, and it came with maple syrup for dipping. Yeah. So sausage, egg, and cheese, it was like a just egg omelet. It was. I'm too old to eat like that, but it was amazing. God, it was so It good. was so sweet and fluffy mm-hmm. and savory and messy. And we had a kitchen split, and it kind of got a little fall apart Yes. But that was our fault. No, you know which one was fall apart? They was, were both, but the other the one was more. The sausage, egg, and cheese yeah. was very fall apart yes. and that was because we added, added the avocado. avocado. It made everything slide out. That's right. <laughs> Worth it, though, because it was delicious. Yeah. We should have got it without the avocado, though. That one, i got to admit, that felt like it was very, very good, but we've gotten to the point where that sandwich is pretty, that sandwich is pretty available everywhere, or available, it's widely available. Yeah, you can get sausage, egg, and cheese like not everywhere but a lot of if places are doing like a vegan breakfast there's a good chance you'll be able to get that delightful but not as bespoke an experience as the vig griddle yeah mac and cheese as i said i could have could have done without it just because there was so much food but it was tasty the cheese was nice and cheesy and it's it's always comforting to eat mac and cheese yeah it was delightful so this restaurant is uh Owned by Honeybee Burger, which is a vegan burger place um, that is very popular, which we haven't been to yet. But every time I talk about All Day Vegan Cafe to people who are familiar with like the LA vegan scene, they all tell me that they love Honeybee. So something to try maybe on our next journey out there. Yeah. 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 Not to be confused with honeybees, which stay away from honey me. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to sting me. They might. They could. Carpenter bees can't sting you. No? Well, they won't. Bumblebees won't sting you. I don't think they you. can. I think... Well, which ones will sting you? Honeybees. Oh. And killer bees, of course. Oh, Remember killer bees? They're still around. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid and they were coming to Florida. Yeah. And it was a huge story. And yeah. I would have nightmares. Yeah, not to mention that uh, encephalitis mosquitoes just kind of jumped in under the radar. Killer bees, though. Yeah. Klaxons are going off and air raid sirens and all of that. Oh, we found time to be scared of both things in my See, household. Encephalitis mosquitoes was like, when they were there, it was bad. Yeah. Like you had to burn the eucalyptus and all this stuff. But there wasn't the, the they're coming, they're coming thing that the killer bees were, were getting. Yeah. I had killer bees and acid rain on the same tier of concern. Oh, no, not me. I was much more scared of killer bees. Acid rain I was worried about, but I didn't feel like it would kill me immediately. I thought it would. Oh. I thought it was like, if you go outside while it's acid raining, you are going to die. Like, it's going to rain acid on you. Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) That's terrifying. Oh, Dave. But they're both these, like, nebulous threats of, like, a a hostile world that's out of your control. Yeah. I don't know. I was dumb. 
Are we in a segment? Do I need to come out of this segment? <laughs> I think it's time for Toe News. Hey! This is Talking Toe News. Hey, welcome to Talking Toe News. This is a segment of the podcast where I pull a headline from the world of vegan news. And then we talk a little bit about it. Uh, Becky's interest level, TBD, because sometimes <laughs> she really wants to talk about it. Sometimes she just wants me to read it and give her a little break. And then we move on. <laughs> so let's let's figure this out. Uh, this one's from Veg News. It's our pal Anna. Anna Staritsinetskia. Let's give Anna the click. This one comes out May 30th, 2023. It's a freshie. Ooh. 109 likes. So give Anna that click. You got to give Anna that click. Give Anna the click, y'all. Yeah. Uh, this one, I, I bumped up the list. I mean, it came out today, so it's not like I was aware <laughs> of it. But when I was looking at articles, yeah, I prioritized this one to share because of Succession. Oh. R.I.P. Succession. R.I.P. This Character. If Starbucks drops its vegan surcharge, thank James Cromwell. It's a bit of a joke because I was saying R.I.P. because the series is over. But you thought I was about to spoil it, didn't you? Yes. You thought I was about to spoil something about this series. Who's James Cromwell? Who does he? Good Lord. As the final season of Succession comes to an end, 83-year-old actor James Cromwell turns his attention back to getting Starbucks to drop its vegan milk surcharge. Actor James Cromwell will not rest until Starbucks drops its vegan milk surcharge in the United States. Oh, he's daddy Succession. No. You will take that out. (laughs) The 83-year-old actor is best known for his role as Arthur Hoggart and Babe, and most recently as Ewan Roy on HBO's Succession. This month, Succession wrapped its fourth and final season with a noteworthy performance by Cromwell. An amazing performance by Cromwell. One of the best monologues in the entire series. Yeah, he was great. While all eyes are on him, Cromwell also took his opportunity to draw attention to an issue he cares deeply about, the vegan milk surcharge at Starbucks. While many coffee chains offer plant-based milk substitutions free of charge, Starbucks continues to charge up to 80 cents per substitution in milk-based beverages. It's dumb. It's pretty dumb. As part of an ongoing campaign with animal rights group PETA, Cromwell bombarded the Atlantic City boardwalk in New Jersey with a message to Starbucks, stop milking customers who choose vegan milks. Crumble's face and message to drop the vegan milk surcharge was visible on 100 screens along the boardwalk, Amazing. which runs near two Starbucks locations. My friends at PETA and I are calling on Starbucks to stop pushing kind and environmentally conscious customers for stop punishing kind and environmentally conscious customers for choosing plant milks. Cromwell said in a statement, Cromwell is a longstanding vegan activist. He's been arrested several times for his activism He's always been uh, very inspirational to me. And I don't want to say specifically, but I think his experience on Babe caused him to go vegan. Oh. But maybe not. If only there were some sort of handheld computer that I was just using that I could verify that or not. That would be but some world. I will take this moment to say mm-hmm. that I really like Babe. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sweet movie. Do you remember Babe? Have we shown it to the Do you know what kid? I'm talking about? Yes. Pig in the City. That's Babe 2. I'm just That's kidding. That's Babe 2. I'm kidding. We showed God damn it. I've seen 
babe. It God. doesn't sound. The louder you're getting, <laughs> the less I believe you. We have shown our child, babe. We prioritized it. It was a priority to me. I guess it wasn't for you. <laughs> we also saw a babe pig in the city. Showed him that as well. Did not like it as much as babe. Who would? Yeah. Who would? Who in? Who among us? Babe. Practically flawless movie. Pig in the city. You barely <laughs> even knew it existed 30 <laughs> seconds ago. So I'm not even going to receive your take. This is also not a toe view segment. This is toe news. But I do like Babe. I do like James Cromwell. <laughs> and I like not paying extra for soy milk in my matcha when I'm traveling. You know what I don't like? What? How Starbucks only has vanilla soy milk and that's the soy milk option? Yeah, that's also kind of weird. It's dumb. It is dumb. Why would you do that? Why would flavored anything be your option for the thing? What other world? Not other world. This is the only world. What other item is the flavored version of something what you would expect to get when you order just the thing? I can't think of a single thing. If you ordered bread at a restaurant and they brought you a donut, no, oh, you'd be happy. You'd I'd be, be happy. like, hey, be hey, like, didn't you see the donut I got? No, I'd be like, I Just didn't order bread. this. <laughs> They'd be like, it's fine. <laughs> oh, pretty good. Thanks. Is there another one? If you order water and they bring you soda, that's not the same thing. I can't think of a single thing. That's right. So why? Starbucks? It's because Starbucks. And then you're charging for it. Yeah, it's dumb. Also, I feel like targeting Starbucks, I think that it it sounds a little like complainy to be like, wow, I have to pay 80 cents for my vegan milk. But I think with a chain with as big a reach as Starbucks, taking away that hurdle could make a really big difference. People who maybe don't get the soy milk or the oat milk or whatever because they don't want to pay the extra 80 cents. Like how many people are making that decision like every day at Starbucks? And how much money is generated from punishing people who choose a plant-based option? 80 cents per drink. Yeah, that's what it is. They don't want to give that up. That's a lot of money. Capitalism working great once again. I think it's, it's, look, I plan to be rich someday. So this is where you start getting at these billionaires and I start to get a little prickly. (laughs) So I do got to say, like, if I'm making 80 cents off of you Mm -hmm. and your whole argument is like, don't do that. Yeah. Well, I think initially, because Starbucks was an early adopter with plant-based milk, that was one of the few places where you could get soy milk for your coffee. Like when I was first vegan, Starbucks was one of the few places where I knew I could get a coffee with soy milk. Yeah. Vanilla soy milk. Well, it would be vanilla, yeah. which for me is not a problem. That but you're I paying know. for. Well, at that time, plant-based milks were more expensive because they weren't yeah. as popular. Yeah. So I understood the surcharge, but now they're not. Right. They cost the same or less. Right. And so the surcharge is dumb. It made sense, but now they've just rolled it into profit. And I, just, I, I think it's silly. But all right. And, and hear me out. I'm Joe Starbucks. Mm-hmm. If I can if I can keep that 80 cents per drink to myself as Joe Starbucks and yeah. be like I don't even need a paycheck. All I need is the 80 cents per drink for plant-based milk. I just get to keep that. You would retire richer than who's who's the Starbucks guy? Oh, I don't know. Howard Calypso. Okay. Howard 
Sure. Howard Bucks. I don't... Howard Starbucks. No. Daddy Starbucks. Daddy Starbucks. Yeah. There it is. You'd be richer than him. Yeah. I'm just saying, I understand why these rich people got to milk us. Yeah. Otherwise, how would they keep getting richer? It keeps them rich. Sure. Getting richer. Right. Yes. You don't get rich by charging less money. No. I don't know if James Cromwell forgot his name for a second. I don't know if James Cromwell <laughs> thought about that layer of it. <laughs> it's true. James Cromwell, have you thought about the rich? What of the rich? No one ever cares about they're, the rich. They're going to get less rich if they can't charge you as much money. I know. It's a tragedy. Dog's upset with me. Yeah. Like, it's a parody. Tell them it's a parody. <laughs> It reminded me of something, that bit. What? My friend Jenny shared a story, or shared to her stories, there's a an Instagram account, Animarks Crossing, and it's Animal Crossing scenes, but with uh, communist uh. <laughs> stuff on it. The one that she shared was Compost the Rich. Ah. Uh. Um, but it reminded me of one specific one that she's used more than once on this account. All right. <laughs> well, uh, hey, hope you hope you find that meme and can show it to me later. Okay. Just keep looking for it, though. Don't don't stop looking. I would never. Just anyway, uh, I was gonna say yes, and then I was waiting because I thought you were just doing something real quick on your phone, but really you're just scrolling and looking looking for memes. Um, that I agree with James Cromwell. In case it wasn't clear from my story, my article. Yeah, I agree with James Cromwell. Yes, same, same. That was called sarcasm, everybody. What he should have, what he should have said was, "Bah, ram you. This surcharge <laughs> won't do." Let's write to him right now. And we're gonna bah, ram, be right back after these <laughs> ads. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. 
Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hey, welcome back to Talking Tofu. Wow, what a great ad break that was. And here we are again. We're going to eat something new. We are going to have the Morningstar Breakfast Bites with vegan egg and sausage. That's not the name of the product. For somebody looking in the shelves for the product, I really think we need to do them the service of telling them exactly what it's called. I thought I copied that right off of the package. Let's see if I'm right. I got this article pulled up about James Cromwell. He's uh, protesting uh, plant-based milk uh, surcharges at Starbucks. Oh, he sounds like a cool guy that I agree with. Yeah, I agree with him too, despite what uh the jokers are saying all right becky yes i take it back thanks i take it back i thought there's no way that it's named put the word vegan on the package instead of plant-based there's no way becky got it wrong she magical thought her way into the script but i gotta take it back and props to morningstar farms yeah probably a terrible company probably made a good choice here yes they did so I'm at, so I'm, so it's Memorial Day. Picture this. Close your eyes and picture this. You don't have to close your eyes. It's an audio thing. We're, it's Memorial Day. My wife, nowhere to be seen. Was I asleep? Yes, of course, because it was before <laughs> two o'clock on a weekend day. <laughs> My wife, nowhere to be seen. Uh, back in the recesses of the house, in the, in the bedroom wing. Um, <laughs> where no door shall be opened. Once the child is up and once I'm out of the bed to keep that door shut tight until, <laughs> until she comes out. There, there we are, my son and I. We're playing Zelda and hanging out on the porch playing Zelda on our two switches together, side by side. Just, just, a, just, a, just a Christmas card in the making and talking about not looking at each other, looking at our screens, talking to each other about what we want to eat for breakfast. We don't have any breakfast fixings, so the pickings are slim. And then I get the idea. I say, hey, buddy, why don't we just put some shoes on, go over to that Kroger, just get the ingredients to make the breakfast of our dreams. He's like, I'm in. Not right now. <laughs> I said, guy. well, when? He's like, I want to play my game a little bit longer, and then we'll do it. I was like, well, I'm getting pretty hungry. He's, he's that's, like, that's, all right. He sounds like you. That's you. I want to play my game a little bit longer. I do want to play my game a little I know. I was going to be on my tombstone. I want to play my game just a little bit longer. Can I just read my book? Um, so we do it. We go. You this you get up miraculously. You hear that somebody's running an errand somewhere of interest to you. All of a sudden, you appear out of nowhere, and you're like, get these four things, which I did. Thank you. I'm going to be shooting a video with them tomorrow. So we go to the Kroger, and we get Texas toast, big old fat toast bread. We get just egg, two bottles. We get broccoli, head of broccoli. Mm. We get some garlic. We get some cheese. Yeah, you did. We get jalapenos. We got. I'm not just going to say the four things that were on your list. But you said the garlic. The garlic was for me. I do want to say. I'm making raw hot sauce, everybody. I, I do want to say I got six jalapenos. You all asked for six jalapenos. I got seven because we were grilling out last night. You didn't slice the seventh one up for me. <gasps> I forgot about the jalapeno. I like a jalapeno on my burger. My bad. Veggie fucked up. So we're making our way over towards the frozen section. We get hash browns in the frozen section. 
We get biscuits in the refrigerated section. And then I see these in the vegan meat section. I see Morningstar breakfast bites with vegan egg and sausage. And I think to myself, wow, I could really knock a lot of these boxes off of the list if I just get these and make them. Yeah, because they have sausage, egg. Cheese. And cheese. Yeah. Cheese so not like, listed in the title, but right. but present in right. the Cheddar egg. cheese, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I get them. Come home. All this other stuff that we got, the other 80% of the big breakfast of our dreams order, just cast aside. Oh, you put it all back. No, I bought it. Oh. We're still going to eat that. Yeah. Let me tell you what. Don't want to spoil anything. Glad I did. <laughs> so we get back. We put everything away. And then I start making breakfast. Make a big old brown breakfast. Mm-hmm. Beige as fuck. Yeah, hey. Oh. Hey, I can say that thing about, about my breakfast. It was... I like a beige breakfast. Okay. Pancakes are beige. Okay. Waffles. All right. Sausage. Okay. Toast. All right. Well, Even the I didn't make any of those. Okay. I made bowl of grits. Mm-hmm. Big bowl. Family-sized bowl of grits. I made Pillsbury Grands. Yeah. Buttermilk. Ironically, the one vegan flavor is buttermilk. I make hash browns. Brown's in the name. Yep. And then I make these egg bites. I make them, I make them in the air fryer. Morningstar caught on to what Beyond is doing. We put air fryer instructions on the back. They were cooked perfectly. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, I can't take credit for it. It's all on the packaging. So I make these. We sit down. We're watching Mission Impossible 3. <laughs> Things are going great. Masks are getting made. We're figuring out what Philip Seymour Hoffman's deal is starts with a big misdirect gets cleared up a little bit later. You weren't around for that. I had to tell you about that, (laughs) but we're having fun. We're learning about the rabbit foot. What is that? Smoke monster? What? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? No one will ever know. Hey, spoilers. We're running through the sewers. Then what happens? We're eating this breakfast. Yes. The centerpiece of which is the morning star bites. Yes. These things were like dark matter. In their density. So dense. They were, I was expecting just egg bites. Light, fluffy, little little flecks of, of proteins or whatever in it, little cheese in there, but something puffy. Yeah. I, These are meatballs. Yeah. So I, we are testing out some new uh, recording software for the pod, recording and editing, um, and it looks really cool. We're not using it today because we need, I need to play with it more. I'm not confident enough to uh, use it. But uh, I got the kid in here while Dave was still working, and the kid and I did a little test record, and we talked about these bites. He dragged me during the test record. I listened to it a little bit later. <laughs> I'm Dave Streepy. I'm going to work. Do, 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 That's do. what I do. <laughs> he did drag you a little bit. Um, and I said, hey, bud, what did you think of the breakfast bites that we had yesterday? And he said, they remind me of the sausage balls that you make at Christmas. And... Literally, that's what I wrote in my notes, that yeah. these, the, they're sausage balls. Yeah. Calling them egg and cheese bites tells you it's, it's that's the misdirect. I bet the lab could prove that there was egg in there. They're pro- yeah, it, it's in there, I'm assuming. Yeah. But it didn't need to It would need, need to, to go be. to the lab, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Undetectable. Yeah. No fluffy egg texture or flavor. Yeah. It's just a sausage ball, which is, I like 
I enjoy a sausage. It's fine. Wouldn't have bought it if that's what the bag said, though. Yeah. I make them on Christmas. They should have released these in November. I I think they'll still have them, probably. Yeah, but they seem like they're new. Yeah. And they they should have waited. Yeah. It was a good sausage ball. It was a bad... It was a bad, like... Plant-based. Or, no, vegan. Why am I trying not to say It was a bad breakfast bite with vegan egg and sausage yeah. it was not yeah. a breakfast bite with vegan eggs and sausage it was a yeah. sausage ball with egg and cheese hiding in it yeah discreetly i found myself avoiding eating it yeah like picking other things on my plate other than that and telling myself well you just want to give yourself a break you want this to last <laughs> but really like i don't think i wanted to eat it i don't think it was a good sausage ball really it was very dense i like the convenience of it christmas time comes around I would make these just for the convenience of it. Yeah. Maybe not on Christmas Day. Yeah, we'll make real sausage balls for for Christmas Day. Right. Yeah. Celebrate Jesus. Jesus wants you to make sausage balls with Bisquick. Baby Jesus' sausage balls. Yeah. Fresh, homemade, Bisquick. Big, round Jesus balls. Yes. These, though, to Mm -hmm. get in the spirit, you can make them the week beforehand. During any time of Advent. Any Sunday. Yeah. You know? Do you know the four candles of Advent? I do not. All right. Well, there's five candles. Oh. Trick question. (laughs) Oh, well, the five candles. This one is Jesus. Oh. One of them's the wise men. Oh, the wise men. One of them's Mary. Yep. And there's some other ones too. I think Caesar. I don't know. (laughs) See, it's probably. Yeah. Rudolph? Is there a Rudolph? No, God. Sacrilege. So is it? Yeah, it really is. It really is. Uh, on a scale of one to ten masks, yeah, in a single movie, in a single movie, where more masks is better. Yes. Oh, okay. As a fan of Mission Impossible, if you're a fan of Mission Impossible and your complaint is that there are too many masks, you are not a fan of Mission Impossible. <laughs> That's accurate. On a scale of one to ten masks within a single movie. All right. What do you give Morningstar Breakfast Bites? Did they take Farm off? Isn't it Morningstar Farms? It might be Morningstar Farms. Is it Morningstar? Am I getting Mandela affected? No, I think Has it, it is Has it never been Morningstar Farms? No, it's Morningstar Farm. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? I don't know if farm is singular or plural. What would your guess be? Morningstar Farm. And I'm going to say Farms. And I'm going to be right. It's Morningstar Farms. Oh, sweet. <laughs> so also they don't look... Anything like the picture on the bag. Let's see. Let's see. No, they don't. They look like just egg bites on the bag. They look bigger. Yeah, they're oh, small. Yeah. They're so small. Yeah. So tiny. Yeah. They don't look like Jesus balls at all. No. But I would say if the bag said sausage balls, a four. But the bag did not say sausage balls, so a two. Wow. I'm going to give these a four. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I'll eat them. They're a decent sausage ball. I'll eat them. Look. You put a toothpick in that. Yeah. Oh, man. You put it. Hold on. You put it out on a tray next to some say, pimento cheese. I was going to say mustard. Oh, mustard. You put a little it? toothpick on it and dip it in some mustard and you're in your night clothes. Ooh, like Dijon? you're going out at night clothes. Like you're at a party. Not like you're in your pajamas. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd do it. Sure. I'd fucking do it. Yeah. Dip them in Dijon. You yeah. heard it here first. I think we're doing pretty good with the cussing on this episode. Yeah, we are. It's me that's cussing, and I'm going to stop it. Are you? I cussed a little bit. Oh. I, I noticed it, too, and was like, that didn't feel right. Oh, okay. Dave. Yay. Yay. 
can we eat this mochi? Yeah. I'm dying to. I ate, I ate a whole Brave Robot Cool House collab ice cream cookie. Well, last time I tried to get on to you, you got mad at me. And so this time I was like, he knows what he's doing. I, would, I did not know that this was going to be our dessert. I would have been mad either way. But okay. it's good to be informed. Do you want to share? No. One mo- okay, I'll be back. All right, so you, you got these. You got these and you, you could not squirrel them away in your office because they're frozen. So Correct. you squirreled them away in the freezer and nobody was allowed to touch them. Correct. And four months went by. I know they've been in there for a while. So one thing I've learned about mochi and myself is that I like my mochi if it's been sitting out for a minute so it can thaw so the outside can get a little chewier and the ice cream can get a little softer. But I didn't do that. So I'm going to be eating a rock hard bite of mochi, which is not my ideal situation. Very hard. I don't think that mochi from the store is the move. No? No. Trader Joe's mochi is great. They should have called it Trader Jochi. Yeah, this dough is like too dense. It's not fluffy enough. It's like a popsicle that's gone bad. What brand is this? Bubby's. Oh, sorry, Bubby. Yeah, I don't care for the mochi texture. It's not like I think of mochi as like springy, fluffy. Also, this flat like a pancake. Well, that's not bothering me so much. I want a ball. It's supposed to. It's about to be a ball. <laughs> Dave is so upset. I'm trying to warm it. I'm trying to warm it up. There's a miss from me, dog. There, it's a little softer. Yeah, I think the mochi dough is is not. Ice cream in the middle is okay. Mm-hmm. Not great though. Mm-mm. It's a miss. Mm, I don't like it. The texture's not. Smash or pass. 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 We got a letter? Carolina writes, Hell yeah, Sweden won the Eurovision Song Contest. All right! Sadly, our contribution was pure rubbish. I voted for Australia. Oh. (laughs) But because we won, we get to host next year so the whole family can go see the show live. Whoa. Anyhow, tell Dim Sim Kitty thank you for the kind words. I think you guys should think about Having a Discord channel for your hardcore fans so me and Dim Sim Kitty, plus all the other thousands of fans, <laughs> can interact, share our favorite Toehead moments, etc. Wow. Name suggestion for the super fans Toehoes. Toehoes? <laughs> the Toehoes. Hey, if you would uh, join a Talking Tofu Discord, uh, send me $5. <laughs> if you would join a Talking Tofu Discord, uh, write to us. At TalkinTofuPod at gmail.com, that's talking without the G, or slide into our DMs, TalkinTofu on Twitter, or TalkinTofuPod on Instagram. I read and respond to everyone, and wonder how many of you would join a toe-scord, the toe-scord. Oh, I think a lot of people would join the (laughs) toe-scord. We'll workshop it. A lot of disappointed people would join the toe-scord. Uh, hey, and I'm Glue and Glitter on all social media, and you can find my recipes, including the one I'm shooting tomorrow, at glueandglitter.com. I'm Line Leader on Twitter and Instagram, and Line Leader was taken on TikTok. Talking Tofu is a production of Caddington Inc. Our music is by Delicate Beats. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. 
Labor is entitled to all it creates. Did you find the meme? 